0: For a single soul Reaching up further And stepping in closer CG and TV To you. Welcome to Another Living Life. Uh, the most powerful message is not what that is said, but one that is shown, one that is lived out in actual life. Uh, Great leaders don't just have great speeches. Instead, they actually lead by example and show others what it means to be a leader. You know, I can tell my daughter to read the Bible and do her QT every day. I can nag her as much as possible. But that will not be as powerful as me showing her every day, me doing the QT, me living out my faith. Today's passage is on leaders. It's about those who wish to serve the kingdom of God. And it answers a very important question that pertains to all Christians. What is God actually looking for? What is important to him? So as we ponder on this question, let's all read today's passage together.
1: First Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 13. Here is a trustworthy saying, Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. In the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested, and then, if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate, and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus.
0: Today's passage, it begins by listing the qualities of a overseer. You know, the overseer is not a word that we often use in our world. Uh, But many associate it with perhaps an elder in the church. I think we're very familiar with elders usually in the church. Uh, But at the very least, it's talking about a leader, uh, someone who wants to lead the church. And these are some of the qualities. Uh, Let's read with me some of these qualities. It says, they have to be above reproach, uh, faithful to his wife, Temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, uh, not given to drunkenness, not violent, uh, gentle, not quarrelsome, not love money, uh, good family person in general, someone that's worthy of respect, uh, someone that has a good reputation inside and out. You know, if you actually read carefully into these passages and these qualities, uh, the interesting part of this list is that out of this super extensive list of all of these qualities, there's actually only one quality that could be labeled as a talent or a skill, and that is the ability to teach. That's a skill that some people have, some people don't. That's a skill that we can work on. But everything else, it deals with the overseer's personal life, uh, attributes that, may not be able to be actually measured, but we recognize when it's there, and we also recognize when it's not there. Another insight into this list is that it very details the relationship that the overseer has with the members of his family, that he is to be a faithful husband, a good father, worthy of respect in the household, and also a good reputation not only within the church, not only within the community of believers, but also with outsiders as well. Why? Why are all of these the important traits to be a leader in the church? Uh, Why does God consider them so important? You know, what's true for Ephesus, it's true for all churches, for all faith communities. Uh, There is a need for strong leadership. Uh, There is a need for some people to take care of others, to mentor, to show others what it means to be faithful and Christ-like. And that is the most powerful witness that could be shown. Uh, The best way to show others what it means to follow Christ is to actually be like Christ, to live out His teachings, to be that figure. And that's what Paul is trying to tell us here today, Uh, that the qualities that God considers important is not our skills, not how good of an orator that we may be, none of that. It's actually what it means to show what our faith means to us and be able to humbly, humbly use that to actually serve others. You know, even though we call it a leader, it's someone who's willing to go down, to go lower, and to be able to serve others. The second half of this list is about deacons. Uh, It may not explain who the deacon is or what their roles are. Uh, Perhaps all the people there already knew of what deacons were and what they did in the church. Uh, But once again, the qualifications for the deacons are very similar to one of the overseers. It actually begins this section in the same way Deacons ought to be. You know, in this world, we're often fixated on titles, and we could fall into this trap even in church. We could take, give someone a title, and someone with a title could think that they are in a position of authority and that everyone must follow them because they hold this certain title, you know, deacon, uh, overseer, elder, pastor, whatever it is. But in actuality, these titles are pretty useless. They mean nothing on their own. You know, without the gospel of Jesus Christ, without the truth of his word, without living by that truth and being witnessed to that truth and not showing others who Jesus Christ is, these titles are useless and actually could be very, very dangerous. You know, if someone desires to be a deacon, elder, pastor, or a leader in this church uh, just because of the title— or someone believes that because of this title that they should be respected automatically or they have this strong power to tell people what to do. Now, that's terribly wrong, and that's a huge disservice to the body of Christ. Instead, we are all called to be models of service, uh, to serve God and to serve others and be a service, a model of service to others by doing all of these things. You know, one of the... Uh, most moving moments that I had this past year was one day we came to church and we saw an elder and his wife. They're cleaning up the weeds in our front yard. They came really early in the morning after morning service and they stayed and they just kept picking out all the weeds in the front yard. You know, when we saw them, all the pastors came out, we thanked them, Uh, he was terribly embarrassed. He's a very elderly man, he's an elder in our church, but he was terribly embarrassed. Uh, Not because of the work that he was doing, But because we caught him doing it, he wanted to do it in silence. He didn't want anyone to know. It was just a small gift that he wanted to do for the church. And for many hours, he was just picking up the weeds in our front yard. It was such a moving moment. I could see how much he loved the church. You know, when we think about the church in general, right, we think about all the different leadership positions that we have, pastors on top, senior pastors on top. Uh, But I guarantee you, in a healthy church, uh, the people on top, supposedly, They do the most work. They serve the most. They're willing to do the most menial jobs. And I've seen our senior pastor pick up more garbage in our church than anyone else in, in the rest of our church. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, servant leadership is what we are called to do. You know, God calls us to be Christians, to be faithful, to be leaders in the church. But God calls us not to have this huge power, but God calls us to these positions so we could serve others with it, that we could be a blessing to others, that we could lead people to faith by doing these things. And I pray that everyone here today, as we uh, contemplate on these qualities that Paul is listing out, uh, let us not be scared by them. Let us not think, oh, this is too hard for me. But instead, let us be inspired and encouraged to be able to be true leaders, to be able to follow the call that God has for every one of us. many of us reading today's passage might think, this is not my call. I don't want to be an overseer. I don't want to be an elder. I don't want to be a deacon. I don't want to be a leader in this church. Uh, Perhaps you might not be called to those positions. But uh, what this passage reveals is even greater than that. It's not just the qualities of these leaders. It actually reveals the heart of a worshiper, heart of a true worshiper, heart of a Christian, uh, one that wants to serve Christ in their faith. Uh, the same way that Jesus Christ was willing, the Son of God, to willing was to go down and clean the feet of his disciples, let us follow in that first step and always be willing to humbly serve those around us. Let us always be able to live out our faith as a powerful witness uh, to what Christ has already given us. Let us all pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you for giving us today's word. Uh, Help everyone here today to be encouraged and strengthened uh, by the word that you have given us. Uh, Let us be able to stand firm in our faith, and most importantly, let us be able to live it out. Uh, Not only in church, not only in the positions that we might hold, not only in the service that we might do to others, uh, but in our relationships, in our workplaces, that everywhere we go, that we be able to live as Christians and be able to witness the gospel to everyone around us. Let the world rejoice. Uh, Let the world be able to glorify you by seeing the things that we do. Uh, Lord, we thank you and we love you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.